Welcome to Cold Call Hero. I'm Daniel Hill, a commercial account executive. I'll play real life calls where you'll have the opportunity to critique me and I'll critique myself. Here I'm prospecting, discovering, setting appointments, saying the wrong thing, the right thing, messing up and winning. So welcome to the journey of a Cold Call Hero. I talked last episode about when to give up an account. If it's a target account, I may try a few different ways. If it's not a target account, I'll just let it go, scratch it off the list. If you don't know by now, my goal here is to get to the decision maker and set an appointment. Good afternoon, departments. Hey, calling for the property manager, please. This is she. Now that I have the decision maker, I'm going to go straight for the introduction and the purpose of my call. Hey, I'm Daniel with Pest Control. I'm just going to see if I can get on your calendar next week. Um, you don't do my properties. Sort of an objection, but I want to redirect her back towards the meeting. And if you get a curveball objection, I mentioned this before, you empathize by saying, I understand. And then you say, well, that's why we need to meet. Right, I understand. And that's, that's why I want to meet with you, just to tell you about our service and how we could help you all out. Um, I appreciate that, but we just signed our contracts with another company. I mean, mm-hmm. I just signed them last month. I'm okay. sorry. That's okay. okay. Thank, thank you. Have a good weekend. That's a classic objection, and you can hear where I started to address it when she decided to end the call. I'm okay. sorry. That's okay. okay. Thank, thank you. Have a good weekend. Which is okay. I'm just going to move on. And Michael Axlein told me a really good tip. He said to have a call flowchart ready for how the conversation can go with general responses keyed up. That way, good or bad, you can be prepared for 90% of the customer responses and you won't have to think on the fly as much. I think that's really cool. Thank you for calling for How can I assist you? Hi, calling for the property manager, please. Um, she is actually not in. Was there something I may be able to help you out with? Do you know who y'all use for pest control? Um, we use, um, Pest control. Okay. I'm looking to get on y'all's calendar to see if I could give y'all an estimate. Do you know who I would talk to about that? This call is already a lot different than some of the others I've done, and it's intentional. I know I'm not speaking to a decision maker, but I am speaking to someone who wants to help me. She just asked if there's something she could help me with, and I'm going to try to get all the information I can. As of right now, we don't have a property manager. Um, Gotcha. Who was handle the, like, if a new pest control contract came along, is that you who would handle um, it? No, sir. Okay. You can actually send an email to Jay. Oh, <laughs> I went a little too far. She's giving me that classic deflection. Okay. Are you happy with pest control? Um, I, I mean... I've said it before, I just can't seem to get in the habit of it. And I'm not exactly sure what I would say if someone says they already have a vendor that they're happy with. So why ask that question? So help me out. What's a better question to ask? I I mean, I we've been dealing with them for a while. I think okay. they do pretty good. I'm not exactly sure, you know, what our property manager will, will want. Um, sure. She may want something different or he, whoever it, whoever it is. Right. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. I definitely appreciate the info. All right. All right, bye. Bye-bye. I made notes here. I'm not going to follow up with her. I'm going to wait till they get a new property manager, and my notes say that they're in the middle of transitioning, and when that new property manager arrives, it'll be a great time for me to go by and make an introduction. And I don't know if you noticed, that call was just for me to make notes. I made zero impression on that person because, I don't know if you noticed, 
I didn't even say my name or my company, so I probably should have done that. But then again, does it matter? It's not a decision maker. And I think you ask more bold questions and probe a little more when they don't know who you are, you know? So I was intentional about it on this call. I tried not to say my name and to see how bold of questions I could really ask. Can I help you? Hi, calling to speak with the property manager, please. Um, she's not available. Can I help you? Yeah. Do you know who you'll use for the pest control service? Uh, no, I do not. You would have to check back next week. Okay. I can do that. Um, and who would I be asking for? Um, you can just ask for the property manager. Okay. And who's the property manager? Okay. Who, what company is this? This is pest control. Hold on yeah. one second. Okay. Uh-oh, that didn't seem to work. So I tried to be anonymous to see if I could ask more bold questions, which I did, and I was, but you just heard she didn't say, who is this? She said, what company is this? What company is this? So it's already very dehumanizing and very impersonal. She has her guard up, and that's bad. I think if I came in and introduced myself as a person, you know, like I am, <laughs> she, she'd be a lot more open and willing to help me. And if you think about it, I could just Google this information and probably find it out. I'm here for the human connection. Don't forget that. Sir? Yes. Are you there? Yes. Yes, sir. You can call back next week and ask for Kate. For Kate? Yes. Okay, will do. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, bye. She had me on speakerphone, but I'm the one that made that call weird, not her. Hi, thank you for calling this is Madison. Can I get your name? This is Daniel calling for the property manager. She's actually on a phone meeting right now. Uh, can I help you with something? I was just trying to get on her calendar for the pest control for the and the They have two properties. Can I get her name? Yeah, her name is We already have a contract with pest control. So I already got the decision maker's name and their current provider. She really sounds like she knows what's going on. So I'm going to address this objection by empathizing then I'll go straight for the purpose. Yeah, I understand. And that's, that's why I want to meet with y'all. Um, we have over 400 reviews on Google and we do a lot of the apartments in the area pretty close to y'all. So I'm just going to see if I can meet with y'all. Um, yeah, so I can give you her email. That's probably the best way to contact her. Okay. Classic deflection, but that's okay. I got more information and a good little practice run for my objections. Sure. And what's your right. email? It's going to be A-U-X at... Okay. Dot com. Okay. Good deal. Well, I'll shoot her email and see what we can do. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. The next call is from one of my earlier cold calls, but I have a follow-up now. I first made contact with this account in December. In person, I went by, and the decision maker was there, and I spoke to her a little bit. She said follow-up with her. So this call is in January. Good afternoon. Thank you for calling. This is Nick. Can I help you? Hey, Nick, is available? Hold on just one moment for me, please. Yeah. May I ask who's calling? Yeah, this is Daniel with Pest Control. I got you. Okay, just one moment. After a few minutes on hold. Hi, so this is Nick, the front desk manager. We actually already have a, an, exterminator, an exterminator that we use. Yeah, I understand. Y'all use... Yes. I listed his current provider, and he confirmed. 
And I love when people use this current provider because my biggest account in this industry switched to us from that provider and they're extremely happy. Yeah, I understand. Y'all use Yes. And a lot of people that have sat down with us and, and talked to us after, you know, they've definitely seen value in our service. Trying to empathize and get towards the meeting, but now I'm going to bring up that reference. The man used before they switched to us as well. Okay, I got you. Uh, well, if you'd like to talk to the general manager, I can uh, transfer you to a voicemail. She's actually gone for the day. Oh, man, all that for a voicemail? He's definitely a trained gatekeeper because he was trying to do everything to keep me from reaching the decision maker. But he ended up transferring me anyway. So check out this call from one week after. Thanks for calling. I'm here to rake your call. Calling for please. She's not here. Can I take a message? That's okay. Uh, when would be a good time to reach her? You could probably call back um, in two weeks. She is on vacation. This is her assistant. Is there anything I can help you with? Yeah, I was actually trying to get on her calendar to talk to her about the pest control. I know y'all use, but um. I met with her, I guess, late last year. See about possibly switching. Oh, we recently just switched from We got a new pesticide um, company in here, so. Gotcha. Who do y'all? Who did y'all switch to? Um, it just happened. I can't even think of the name right now. That's okay. We just um, switched to them like a week. It's only been like maybe about two weeks at the most. Oh wow! So pretty recent. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, either way, I definitely appreciate the info. No problem. All right. Bye. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what? After that call, I was pretty lit. I didn't know what to do. And it's a good tip not to get too emotionally invested in some of these calls. But part of that's just who I am. And I think that's why it makes me a good salesperson. An attitude is a choice. I'm not going to be mad. And it wasn't a waste of time because I'm going to learn from it. And what did I learn from this one? Well, you always need to progress the sale. I didn't say win the sale, I said progress it. You always need to work towards closing it, which means getting to the decision maker. And if I'm having that much trouble getting to the decision maker, maybe that account isn't worth my time. Like this one, where I spent way too much time talking to people that weren't the decision makers, maybe I should have crossed it off my list a long time ago. Know what's valuable. All right, with this account, I've already secured the meeting, gone on the meeting, and presented the estimate in person to who I thought was the decision maker. Yeah, who I thought was the decision maker. Turns out, he had to get approval from someone else. So, this is me trying to get to that someone else and speak to them. I knew a lot of their pain, I knew a lot of their objections, so I was kind of ready Can for this. Come on for Scott, please. It's been impossible trying to set a meeting with this guy. So, I emailed the proposal and then tried to call. Hey Scott, this is Daniel with Pest Control. Did I catch you at a bad time? From last episode, there's that no-oriented question. Uh, no. What can I help you with? Hey, yeah, so I emailed y'all a proposal for the Pest Control. Uh, y'all would be paying the yeah. same amount, but without any communication issues or, you know, any of the upcharges, anything, secret <laughs> surprises like that. Uh, have you had a moment to look at it? Oh, that was a perfect time to stay silent. But it was also the perfect time to ask a question based on that pain of communication and upcharges that I knew he had. That would have been a perfect moment to ask an open-ended question and just stay silent. But I couldn't handle the silence that time. <laughs> Surprises like that. Uh, have you had a moment to look at it? By not asking an open-ended question, he could just say yes or no. 
and that's it. No, I haven't, to be honest with you. I have not. I, I can put that, uh, I can try to try to do it today or tomorrow, but no, I have not looked at it at all. That's okay. Um, I was, I, that's not our normal pricing. I was able to take that down without sacrificing any of our quality. So take a look okay. at it. Let me know. What how, long is that, how, long, how long is that price? How long is that price good for? That would be determined. I hadn't had a price increase in a long time. Right. So, it's a 12-month agreement, but that, that is always locked in. And it says that in the agreement, too, that the price you're paying, that's, that's, that's going to be expected. Okay. And there's an a la carte pricing okay. there, so you, you never get surprised or nickel and dime for anything. Anything that's extra and beyond, it's, it's you know full disclosure listed in the proposal. That was a big pain point for them that I discovered in the meeting. They felt like they were being charged a low monthly rate and nickel and dime for extra services. And it's true. In our industry, there are some services that just aren't that common that would be way more expensive if added to the monthly rate than just to do it separate. But the key there is communicating that to him and letting him know that any sort of extra service, you know exactly what you're going to be paying. And also in the proposal, I listed a trending report and estimated how much extra they would spend through extra services based on their history with their last company. So if you think about it, their issue wasn't as much being nickel and dimed, it was the transparency and communication and not knowing exactly what they were going to pay. Okay. Well, I'll take a look at it and if I have any questions, I'll give you a holler back. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Thank Bye. you. Bye. There are no real objections left. He just hasn't looked at it, which means it's possible I haven't built enough value in the service. Well, I know that's true because that's the first time I've ever talked to the guy. It sounds like the only thing between me and this account is getting this guy's attention. So that's something I'm going to work on. And I'm going to use the help of the person that I met with to get there. And this guy's a real good example of one of those decision makers that have a secretary that's just an excellent gatekeeper. It's like they're designed to, well, keep the gate. <laughs> this is Courtney. How may I direct your call? Calling for Rhonda. Hold on just a moment. This is another follow-up. I'd already met with them to talk about the proposal. This Rhonda? Hey, this is Daniel with Pest Control. How are you? Fine. How are you doing? Good, good. Just following up with you. Uh, so my boss never called y'all back? Uh-uh. Okay, well, I have no idea then. I sent uh -uh. him all the information and it's out of my hands. When someone else has to explain your service to the decision maker, that makes them the salesperson and they're not trained to sell your service. That's tough. So I want to cut out the middleman and try to get to him. I gotcha. Could I follow up with your boss? Um, yes, you can call, um, uh, 8009. 8009, okay. Yeah, ask for Diane. She might know more. Okay, that'll help. All right, thank you. All right, thank you. All right, bye. bye, -bye. After that, I still haven't gotten the decision maker but someone else. So I'm gonna follow that trail and see where it leads. Now. Hey, call for Diane. May I say who's calling? Yeah, this is Daniel with Pest Control. One moment. One minute later. Hey, this is Denise, I'm Diane's assistant. How can I help you? Her assistant? So I've gone through Courtney, who answered the phone, to Rhonda, who couldn't make the decision that sent me to someone else, which was Diane, uh, spoke to a fourth person there that got me to Denise, who is Diane's assistant, which is now the fifth person 
who is still not the decision maker. Hey, this is Denise. I'm Diane's assistant. How can I help you? Hey, uh, this is Daniel with Pest Control. Uh, uh-huh. Calling about the termite treatment for health down the road. Okay. There was a there's a pretty significant termite infestation there that we sent a proposal for. I didn't know if there was any um, if I needed to follow up with the owner or what to get okay. that taken care of. Can you send that proposal here to Diane? Sure. It's Diane D I A N N E health.com. Okay. All right. I'll send yeah, it right she, over there. She, she she makes the decisions on that, but she's out today with um yeah, she's out of the office today. Okay. Well, no problem. I'll just go ahead and send it on over to her. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye. I decided not to send it on over to her. <laughs> I, I called her the next day and she was still out. So I called the next day and she said she was only available by email. So I just went ahead and emailed the proposal to her and she wrote back and said that the owner decided to use a friend to take care of it. And that was pretty much it. You can't win them all. And this one especially, I couldn't even get in contact with who I thought was the decision maker when the decision maker was actually a person over Diane. It was the owner. I did everything I could, textbook, and still didn't get it. And sometimes that's how it is. But on to the next one. I forgot to press record, but just imagine this guy says, hello. Hey Bruce, this is Daniel with Pest Control. How are you? I'm good, Daniel. How are you? Good, good. Just wanted to call and see if you had a chance to look at the proposal. This is a cold call that I landed the appointment for and then landed a second appointment to present the proposal. But when I got there, he had a family emergency. So I left it alone. But then about a week later, I showed back up with proposal in hand. And he was really busy. He had just gotten back. And he really requested that I just email him the proposal. And he said he would take a look at it. So I went and refined the proposal. And I don't want to give away all my secrets. Okay, I do. So I make website proposals. It's almost like a PowerPoint, but it's on a website and it has an about me, it has an about us, it has an about you. It's, it's really comprehensive with pictures. It's intense, but on purpose and people love it. So I refined my proposal to that method and that's what I sent him. I looked at it briefly and um, I think we're probably going to do business together. Okay. I would like to talk with you about it um, by telephone <clears throat> next week. Sure. I'm on holiday today. Okay, um, well, sorry to bother you then. I'll, that's okay. I'm glad to hear from you, and I will be probably contacting you. Let's see. Let's be realistic about this. It'll probably be Wednesday when I contact you because okay. I'm going to be uh, kind of booked up on Monday, uh, and Tuesday I'm starting a new uh, leasing agent. Oh, good. I'll probably just spend time with him. So Wednesday, I'll probably give you a call. Okay. Well, that'll work. I will look forward to your call on Wednesday. Okay. Thanks. Yes, sir. You have a good weekend. Me too. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Some people would say, Daniel, you messed up. You're supposed to say something like, well, if I don't hear from you, is it okay to call you on this day? I don't like saying that. I like to take people for their word, and if they don't follow through... Then I'll just call them back at the time that I planned. Because if I say, if I don't hear from you, I'm already making an assumption that there's a chance they won't do what they said. And I don't want to plant that seed. And personally, my belief is that everybody's trying to do the right thing. So 
just assume that. In my calendar, I have on Wednesday afternoon that Bruce may call, and to move it to Thursday if he doesn't. But guess what? Bruce called, and he called with his new leasing agent that he was telling me about, put me on speakerphone, and grilled me on the proposal. He called me when I was driving, so I couldn't exactly record it. But my website proposal at the final page has a signature box to accept the terms and conditions, and he signed it right there on the phone. And there I closed my second largest sale of April, just like that. And I did that without ever going over the proposal with him in person, because the first few times we met, there was a deliberate attempt by me to really get to know the guy, figure out what he needs, and how to help him. And I hope you see this theme in my podcast. I'm about helping people, and he could tell. And that's why he went with me. Even though I was way more expensive than the other quotes that he got, that doesn't matter when your quality is unmatched and you genuinely feel like you're being taken care of. That's it for episode four. If you have tips, suggestions, advice, things you want me to say and try, email me at coldcallhero at gmail.com. You can leave a voice message or text 323-205-6767. You can tweet me at coldcallhero. Please rate and share this because that's how I'll get new listeners. This is a one-man show from the creation of the music to the production, so your support means everything. And to my current listeners, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.